Romans, if you would please, the fourth chapter this morning, in praying and seeking the Lord about what we should, uh, the direction we should go, of course, uh, on the subject of faith, and I tell you, no one has to twist my arm to get me to teach on faith. I love faith. Anybody else beside me love, I don't mean just like faith, I love faith. Faith has brought me off the very bottom. Hallelujah, faith has healed my body and paid my bills. Oh, glory to God, got me answers in the midst of situations that looked like there were no answers for. Faith is the victory. That overcomes the whole world. If it's in the world, faith can whip it. Overcome it. Beat it. And that's where we're at. We're not of this world, but we're in it. And anything that's in this world that comes against you, you can overcome with faith. In Romans, the fourth chapter, let's begin reading in verse 16. Romans 4, and as we read some of these verses, I mean, any time that you've, uh, if you've been in the faith way for some time, then you've heard a number of scriptures repeatedly, but there's always a danger then that you begin to think, I know that. And anytime you hear something as though you know it all about it, then uh, you're closed to further revelation. And that's a problem because not, no one has exhausted all the light and truth from any verse of Scripture. The Word of God is alive. Amen. Quickening. And not only that, but uh, just because you know something doesn't mean it's working in your life because it's not just knowing it, but it's what? Doing it. There's a reason I keep going over this. Tell me one more time, who's the people that get healed in their body? Who's the people that get their bills paid? The doers. The doers. And who are you? I'm a doer. Romans 4, 16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith, Of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Did Abraham have faith? He walked in faith and he pleased God with his faith. God called him his friend. And he is lifted up to us as a premier example of faith. And he's called the father of us all. You might say the father of faith. Can we learn anything about observing Abraham in his life and how he responded to God and how he walked with God? It gives us a a, a glimpse into his faith walk in the very next verse. Verse 17 says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. That's what the Lord told Abraham. I have done it. Before him are likened to him, the margin says, whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. Now that that means literally, he, he quickens dead bodies. He's raised people from the dead. And all of us, all those who have gone to sleep, 
uh, died already and going to be with Jesus, he's going to quicken their bodies. We which are alive and remain are going to be quickened. But how many understand he could also quicken other dead things? He can quicken a dead pancreas. Come on now, he can quicken a part of a liver that's dead. He can quicken a valve in the heart that's partially dead. He can quicken brain cells that are dead. He can quicken nerve cells. Oh, hallelujah. He's the quickener. And if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised him from the dead shall what? Shall what? Quicken. Quicken. That's that same power that flowed through Jesus' body in the tomb. That's that same power that's going to flow through us. And we can get a foretaste of it. We can enjoy the first fruits of it now. Here. How many would take a quickening this morning? You'd take a quickening. Hallelujah. A zap. <laughs> For the God we serve is the God who quickeneth the dead. And what else does he do? This is involved in this quickening. And he calleth those things which be not as though they were. I want you to read that last phrase with me. We're going to read it another time or two or three. He calleth those things which be not. As though they were. Say it another time or two. He calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who does this? God does this. And then Abraham, walking after the faith of God, he did it too. And he's the father of us all. Wonder if we should do it too. And what is it that God did and does and Abraham did and does and we're to do? Calleth those things which be not as though they were. Has anybody done this before successfully? Well, if it worked one time, it worked twice. If it worked 50 times, it worked a thousand times. God's word always works. In a meeting some months ago that I was in, Brother Jerry Savelle was also there and speaking one afternoon. And something he said that, that stuck with me, he said he was seeking the Lord toward the end of the year about some things in his own life and ministry that he wasn't satisfied with. And he was asking the Lord, Lord, why hasn't this already happened? And why does this seem like it's taken so long? And when is it ever going to change? And he was really just taking some extra time and seeking the Lord because he wasn't satisfied with the way some things were going. And in waiting on the Lord, he said the Lord told him three things. I want to share them with you because I believe it's pertinent to, to all of us. He said the Lord told him, he said, number one, you're not praying in the spirit enough. You're not praying in tongues enough. You know, praying in tongues must be important, mustn't it? I mean, the great apostle Paul said, I, I speak in tongues more than ye all. And the ones he were talking to were a tongue-talking bunch. 
You know, the Lord said, Brother Hagin, teach us uh, in the mornings on prayer. If you've been to any other of these meetings, I mean repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And it's not just him. It's the Holy Ghost through him telling us, speak in tongues, speak in tongues, pray in the Spirit, spend time praying in the Spirit. Is it important? And I believe there has been a deficiency. We need to look at that. Have we come up short in that area? What kind of difference would it make if we did a lot more praying in the Spirit? And a second thing he said, that you, he said, you're not calling those things that be not as though they were enough. And the third thing he said, you're not letting the peace of God rule in your life. Well, I just want to focus on that one thing this morning. Not calling those things that be not as though they were enough. Now, you know, I don't know how long you've... Uh, been serving the Lord or been walking the faith walk, but I know I got into this back in the late 70s. I know particularly at that time there were a lot of denominational people that had just come out and, and were just getting a hold of some things about faith. And man, I'm telling you, confession was front and foremost on everybody's mind in, in the circles I was running with. I mean, it was confession in the morning, confession in the noontime, confession when the sun went down, confessions pasted to the mirror, confessions pasted to the dashboard, confessions on the refrigerator, confessions, confessions, calling those things that be not as though they were, calling it, calling it, calling it, calling it. But for some reason, a lot of people have cooled off on this. What reason would that be? Did the Lord tell us to cool off on it? Did the Lord tell us we'd, we'd developed beyond that by some degree? You'll never develop beyond that. What'll happen is if you get away from it, you just begin to get less results. And things begin to take longer and move slower. Said out loud, cause those things that be not as though they were. Have you been doing it a lot? I saw about three nods and hundreds of, mm, I don't think so. Well, then this could be a big answer for us this morning as to why things hadn't been happening the way that they should be, why they've been taking so long that we need to get back to some things that the Lord told us even years and decades ago because he doesn't change. His word doesn't change. If he was doing that in the beginning and he had Abraham doing that and he had him doing it in the, new, in, the, in the book of Acts and he had him doing it in the 60s and 70s, do you think he's changed now? I don't think so. I don't think so. So we need to stir up and discipline ourselves. You know, things don't just happen automatically. They don't happen just because you wake up in the morning. You've got to make up your mind, I'm going to do this. You've got to remind yourself and stir yourself up. And if you have to, paste something on the mirror again. And put something on the dashboard again. And, and tell your wife or your husband, remind me of that. And, and if you hear me call this a different way, say, uh-uh, no, no. Are you sure you want to call it that way? And, and, and help. Instead of people getting offended, we could help each other. I mean, people, you know, they get so mad. And it's nothing in the world but pride. Ugly, stinking pride. That people want to feel like that I'm so mature and I'm so developed in faith that I don't need some help on my confession. No, friend. He that doesn't make a mistake, James says, and what he says is a perfect man. 
He's completely mature and developed. Well, uh, all of us are still growing and developing. If you don't catch things that you're saying all along, then you're not growing. You're not trying. If you go for months and don't catch yourself in a mistake, in a confession, you're not trying. And you're not growing. Now, it's the easiest thing in the world to walk by sight. All you got to do is wake up in the morning and do what everybody else is doing and just go with the flow and you'll be walking by sight. And you'll be calling the things that are as though they are. You hear people say, well, I just call it like I see it. (laughs) Well, what is that? What are they doing? They're walking by sight. Well, then are they walking by faith? No, when you're walking by faith, you don't call it how you see it. Come on. Now, don't think this is too simple for you this morning. I'm going to beat on this and work on this until you either get happy or want to leave. Because <laughs> we don't need something new and flashy. We don't need something that we've never heard before. To, to We need to do what we've already known for years. We just need to do it and do it consistently. And I'm telling you, what has worked for us back in the 70s will work for us in 2001. Hallelujah. What got you healed back in 65 will get you healed today. He hasn't changed. His word, his principles of faith have not changed. So we're not to be calling those things that are as though they are. What good does that do? Any sinner down the street can do that. Well, I just call it the way it is. I just, I'm just real. I mean, if I feel that way, that's the way I say it. If I don't like you, I'm going to say I don't like you. I'm just real. Yeah, real carnal. (laughs) And real clueless as about what walking in faith is all about. No, you don't call things the way you see them. You don't call things the way you feel. You call them the way God calls them. Amen. And you call them the way you want them to be. And then you got to stay on it. Day in, day out, feel good, feel bad, stay on it consistently, calling it that, calling it that, calling it that. And if you will, the force of faith and the force of the word will be working on that thing to change it, to conform it into what you're saying. Hallelujah. Go with me, why don't you, to Genesis The 17th chapter, and let's see what the book of Romans is talking about. Ooh, he is right. (laughs) Ooh, hallelujah. I like getting excited, but I like getting excited about something that works. Not a bunch of hype, hoopla, cotton candy stuff that... You can take, you know, half a room for it and time you condense it down, there's nothing to it. No, substance. Substance. My grandmother was Pentecostal to the bone from the top of her hairdo to the bottom of her long skirt. <laughs> but one of the most wonderful women you'll ever meet. 
godly woman. And she didn't get hung up on some of the, the stuff that, that her church did. Just loved God and knew God. But uh, I remember as a little boy, I was over at her house one day and somebody came over there. And they were kind of wanting to find fault with somebody that had shouted and carried on in the service the night before. That they were a hypocrite. So what did you think about that? They were jumping up and down and running and shouting and carrying on like that. And, you know, they had danced so hard and jumped so high. I watched her to see what she'd say. I was just a boy. She looked up and she never talked bad about people. She looked up. She said, well, she's soft spoken. She said, dancing's good. Dance. She said, running's good. Run. She said, jumping's good. Jump high. She said, I just believe, you know, dance hard, run fast, jump high. She said, but just walk straight when you hit the ground. (laughs) I never forgot that. Amen. So getting excited about things that count so that when the service is over, you're walking straight. Amen. And you're doing it and you're being, you're being a practicer and a doer of the word. Genesis 17, are you there? Genesis 17 in the first verse. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and he said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I'll make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face and God talked with him. And he said, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. Now that was God's plan for him. Neither shall your name anymore. Now notice, what's the very next thing he said? This is my plan for you. So what are we going to do? We're going to start calling you this. That's the way he worked. Wonder if he still works that way. Neither shall your name anymore be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For for a father of many nations, I will soon make you. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. For a father of many nations, I'm in the process of making you. Won't be long. What? Friend, you get a hold of this, you'll get so excited today, you'll just have a permanent smile pasted on your face. What did he say? For a father of many nations have I made the Thee, past tense accomplishment, present tense fact. That's the way God operates. And that's what he's called us to do. Oh, but I'm telling you, this natural mind is programmed to walk by sight. That's why we got to get our mind renewed, not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We got to, like Brother Hagin was talking about, school ourselves into faith so that we don't wait 
until we feel better to call our body better. We don't wait until the money's in our hand to say we can pay our bills. Did you hear me? We don't wait until we've got it all figured out to believe we can make it. Any sinner can do that. Joe Sinner down the road can say my body's better when he feels better. I'm doing better financially when he's got money that just came in. It takes faith to call it that way when it does not look that way. It does not feel that way. But faith will stand up and call it that way in the face of completely contradictory circumstances. If God says it's that way, then it's that way. He just needs us to agree with him. Hallelujah. I think I'll just take a little time. You know these things, but let's just take the time to go over them. Well, before you leave your place here so you won't have to turn back, look what he did just a few verses later in verse 15. Verse 15, God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call, you shall not what? Call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. He changed their names. Is it really that important that the name be changed? Must have been. Must have been. Go with me, why don't you, to Scripture in the New Testament. Go with me to Ephesians. And a lot of you could quote these and you know them backwards and forwards, but it's not knowing them, it's doing them. And I just want to draw your attention to one aspect of it. Ephesians, the first chapter. Abraham likened to God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. He looked at him and said, I, this is my plan for you, to make you a father of many nations. And I'm going to change your name right now. No longer will you be called this, but you're going to call yourself. And everybody else is going to call you father of many nations. For a father of many nations have I made you. And Abraham, obeying God like he always did, that was it. He didn't let anybody call him Abram anymore. No more. But before we go to that, go to Hebrews. Hold your place in Ephesians. And go to Hebrews. The 11th chapter. The great faith chapter. Hebrews 11 and 24. 11.24 says, By faith, Moses... When he was come to years, one translation said when he was grown, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. What did he do? Does it matter what you're called? It matters hugely. I said it matters greatly, hugely. He came to the place where he had enough revelation in the Lord. And he began to see the plan of God. And even though him being called the son of Pharaoh's daughter was a tremendous title in the nation, it gave him privilege. It gave him wealth. It gave him ability and authority. Yet he knew if he accepted that title, he couldn't have the other one. 
man of God, prophet of God, leader of God's people. So he refused that one so he could have this one. How many understand you can't be the sick and the healed? If you're the sick, you're not the healed. If you're the healed, you're not the sick. You can't be the broke and the blessed. Well, I want to be blessed. Well, when are you going to believe you are? Well, see, they're waiting to call things that are as though they are. When the money's there, then we're going to call ourselves blessed. But that's not the way it works. In, in order for this to work, you not only have to receive a name for yourself and name it what the Bible says, you've got to refuse the wrong name. And you have to watch it. You know, I thank God for, for medical science. I thank God for those that have skill and ability in the psychological and the psychiatric areas. But you have to watch people, especially unsaved people with wrong thinking. They'll try to hang, hang names on people. Well, they're slow. Well, they're crippled. Well, they, they have this. They are this. I mean, you, you watch carefully anything that you say you are, or that your kids are, or that your church is. I mean, you examine it closely, and if it's not in line with the word and the truth and what you want, you do like Moses. You refuse to be called that. And if you have to, you tell people, no, you don't call me that. And you don't call my baby that. Well, we're sorry, but she's slow. No, no. No, she's not. Now, and you got some of these professionals, bless their hearts, they're just in the dark, and they'll come and, and they'll work on people and try to get them to accept it. Well, you're just in denial. You just have to accept that your child is not smart and that your child is slow. No, you don't have to accept it because the God who made human beings and made brains is the quickener. You remember that? He's the quickener. He's the quickener. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. Is it true that life and death is in the power of the tongue? I remember a friend of mine was going back to school after many years. They were older, and now they're going back to college, and they were really concerned about it. They said, man, I didn't do good when I was in high school. I was, you know, I wasn't a good student. And then here I'm going back after all these decades to school with all these younger folks sitting in this class hearing all this stuff. And they begin to tell me. I said, well, now, if you'll do what I tell you, it, it won't be hard for you. They looked at me like, well, I don't know if I believe that. Or not. I took them over to Isaiah. I said, begin to say this. The spirit of the Lord's on me. He makes me of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I used to lead the students in this confession every morning. I'd lead them. I'd say, we're quick, we're sharp, we're bright, we're smart, we're good looking and very rich and a major blessing. Well, what else should you call yourself? See, people laugh at that because it seems foreign to them. They think, well, yeah, ha ha, good looking. Yeah, ha ha, rich. Yeah, I wish. That means you don't believe it. And that's why you're not. It wouldn't hurt us to try it out right now. Say it out loud. I'm quick. 
Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm quick. I'm bright. I'm sharp. Good looking. Very rich. And a major blessing. That's me. Hallelujah. It's the devil who comes and tells you that you're slow and you're dumb and you're broke and you don't have. It's it's not God. God's not telling you that. And even if it doesn't look that way or feel that way, all the more reason to call it that way so that it becomes that way. I mean, when the Lord told Abraham, Abram to call himself Abraham and Sarai, Sarah, did they look that way? Did they feel that way? I mean, 99 years old? She couldn't conceive when she was 20? It looks like it's all over, way past gone and over. Did they, can you imagine Abraham and Sarah the day after God spoke to them going to the clinic and say, we're coming for an exam? Because we're about to have a child. Sarah's going to get pregnant. What do you think they'd have told them? They'd have laughed them out of there. But I'm so glad they didn't think it was unreasonable. I'm so glad they didn't say, well, hey, now this just is the way it is. And we just got to call it the way we see it. No, no. They called those things that be not as though they were. And it became. And is Abraham the father of many nations today? Hallelujah. Because he agreed with God. Moses refused to be called that which was of the world. And chose to be called that which was of God. Refused to be called sick, weak, slow, dumb, broke. I mean, some years back, uh, our our ministry's not, you know, that big uh, yet. But I kept saying, without meaning to, you know, well, we're just small. We're just small. And I mean, the Lord corrected me. He said, don't use that word anymore. I said, yes, sir. I mean, some words you just need to treat like profanity. You'd be better off cussing than saying some things. Sick is a four-letter word. Poor is a four-letter word. We don't use those four-letter words. (laughs) Is that right? Call your body healed. Call your body strong. Call your mind quick. Amen. Call your ministry strong. Call your church strong. Now this is not something that's irrelevant. This is not something that everybody's already got. I don't know how many pastors and ministers I talk to. And and you're not with them just a few minutes. And they start talking about, well, you know, we just hadn't been growing. We just had people leave and we just hadn't been, things are just, you know, they're just not moving like that. Well, what are you saying? You're walking by sight. You're walking by numbers that you see. Well, our ministry is just not doing so good. I mean, the money's just tight. It's just tight. You call it tight? <laughs> and what would you expect it to be? I mean, when it, when it looks tight and it's been tight, that's when we got to call it breaking out. It's breaking out. It's coming in hand over fist. Oh, glory to God. We're going to have to open some new accounts. I'm, I'm checking on new accounts. 
Hallelujah. Well, we're just, I'm just not doing so good. I'm just, I'm just getting slower. And I'm just, you know, I'm weaker. I just feel so weak. What did the Bible say? Joel 3.10. Does anybody know? Joel 3.10 said, let the weak say, I just feel so bad. I don't know what's wrong with me. I got to go get checked up. Man, I just feel so draggy. Let the weak say, y'all pray for me. Let the weak say, I just need some people to help me, to strengthen me and, and undergird me. Because, man, I just I don't know what's wrong with me. I guess the devil's just attacked me. Weak devils. I think weak devils have got on me. No, your biggest problem is right under your nose. It's right in this mouth right here. Anybody know what that scripture said? Let the weak Say, I am strong. I've seen this work miraculously in a short amount of time. In healing school and in ministering healing to people in their rooms and in the hospital. I've seen it. I've seen people that were, that were so weak. I mean, they had the people had to help them get into the chair. I mean, they could hardly speak above a whisper. And I've sat down with them sometime and just took that verse and said, you know, the scripture said, let the weak say, I am strong. And Ephesians talks about I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible doesn't teach us to talk weakness, but to talk strength. And I just begin to get them to say it. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I remember in particular one individual, I was out of the country one time, and I had heard that this certain minister was very, very sick, cancer, cancer of the stomach, Can- and they were just at death's door. They couldn't, I mean, everything they had eaten, they would throw up, and it just, uh, they're starving to death, literally. They knew things about faith, but again, it's not what you know, but what? It's what you do. We went by to see them, and they were so, you know, in such a weakened condition that they could barely speak above a whisper. And I, I'll put my ear down towards their, their head, and they said, Brother Keith, I'm just so weak that I just, I can't hardly speak. And everything I eat, everything I eat just comes right back up. I can't keep anything down. Well, that's the way it was. Faith does what? It calls those things that what? Be not. That be not. Doesn't call the things that are as though they are. And that's what they were doing. And, and, and I don't care how long you've walked with God. I don't care how much you know about faith. It's easy to slip into walking by sight and call those things that are as though they are. Because we're in the body. And the senses are talking to us all the time. And they're telling us this is the way it is. This is the way it is. We've got to rise up from the inside and say, no, I'm calling it this way. And I told her, I said, wait, sister, I said, you know this. I quoted a couple of scriptures to her, and, I, and this one, Joel 3.10, let the weak say, I'm strong. We're just going to say this for a while. I said, if you have to pause and rest, that's fine. You don't have to say it loud, but let's just say it. 
I am strong in the Lord. She said, I'm strong in the Lord. I said, good, good. I said, let's say it again. I'm strong in the Lord. And I mean, we went along that way for about 10 minutes. And in about 15 minutes, she's sitting up in bed. This is big progress. And she's saying, I mean, in all, you know, in conversational tone, I'm strong. I'm strong. And she could begin to see it's working. I mean, just that quick in just a few minutes. And the Lord's my witness within, a, within 45 minutes, she's shouting loud enough you could hear her a block away. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong. I mean, he's the God who quickeneth, who quickeneth and calls those things that be not as though they were. Can you see the connection? When you begin to calling those things that be not as though they were, you tap into some quickening. You tap into some life. You tap into some anointing that brings life to that which was dead. I mean, she's, she's, sitting up in, she's sitting up on the side of the bed. She's talking so loud, you could hear her outside the house easily. I'm strong. And I mean, tears are streaming down her face, but it's tears of joy. I'm strong. I'm strong. I, and I mean, she could barely whisper when we walked in there. I said, the power of God's working in you. He's quickening your mortal body. She said, yes, yes, we're praising God. I said, now listen, here's something else. I said, never say again, I can't eat. Do not say again, I, I'm so weak, I can't keep anything down. I say, you say this, I have a voracious appetite, and when I eat, it stays down. I went over it two or three times. I said, now don't say anything else. I said, I don't care if you eat something and it bounces off your stomach and comes right back out of your mouth, and you throw up and you feel like you're dying. I said, when you get through throwing up, you wipe your mouth and you stand up and say, when I eat, it stays down. See, this is where the battle is lost or won. So people don't understand. They, you know, so many people that think they know about faith, and then if they were to throw up, they'd go, I just don't understand it. I'm a faith person. I was saying it. Why isn't it working? Because you don't believe. Because you're not in faith. Putting a faith sticker on your car does not mean you're walking by faith. It's when it doesn't look right. It's when you're hurting. It's when the bills are piled up. It's when it looks like you're worse than you were when you started. That's when we find out if you have faith. That's when you stand up in the face of it and say, I don't care. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I call it this way in Jesus' name. It's this way and no other way. And when you set your face like that and you take your stand like that and having done all, keep on standing like that, it cannot fail. It cannot fail. God will bring His Word to pass in your life. Hallelujah. You can change your life today by changing the names, by changing what you're calling a thing. Well, I have a troubled marriage. I just have a troubled marriage. You've named it. My kids are crazy. Now, what's wrong with my kids? I tried to raise them right and they're just crazy. You call them crazy, the, the devil has a right to work on them. 
to make them crazy. I don't care if your kids are acting like heathen. You say, I have good kids. My kids will serve God. Hallelujah. You know, it's so sad that you see, you know, parents, even sometimes supposed to be Christians, that tell their children that they're, they're not pretty. Well, you better develop your brain, honey, because you didn't get the looks. People say such stuff as that. You know, uh, well, you know, well, son, you better just, you know, you better just accept your lot in life. You're not as quick and smart as other children. That's all right. I still love you. I'm so glad my parents didn't do that to me. My parents didn't know everything, you know, about serving God. They didn't know a few things, but I'm so thankful. I don't ever remember a time when I didn't believe I could do anything. I remember marching in from the, where I was playing with my trucks, telling my mom one day, you know, I want to be an astronaut because, you know, there was a lot about going to the moon and everything. And, and she looked at me and didn't say, yeah, honey, right, right, astronaut. Set me down, looked at me in the face and said, well, baby, it'd be a lot of hard work. But you can do it. You're smart enough. You could do it. If you really wanted to, you could do it. Just a little guy. I left out of there believing I could be an astronaut. I thought, well, hey. I could be an astronaut. And there were two or three things like that that I, I went to my mom or dad, you know, when a little boy said, you know, I want to be this. And, you know, they didn't act like it was just a walk in the park. They said, well, you're going to have to work and it's not, everything's not going to fall on you, but you can do it. you got the, the, the ability. You can do it. You put faith and confidence into those little spirits. Hallelujah. Calling. I mean, you, you, when you're looking at a child like that, you're certainly calling things that be not as though they were. They hadn't proven anything. They hadn't demonstrated anything. I mean, it's yet to be developed, but that's the way faith talks. I said, that's the way faith talks. Hallelujah. Calls those things that be not as though they were. I told this lady that, you know, say it out loud. When I eat, I have a voracious appetite, and when I eat, it stays down. Because she'd been saying, I, I, I don't have any appetite, I can't eat anything, and everything I eat comes right back up. We've got to change this. Call it differently. Well, I had to go. But, I mean, it was camp meeting time, uh, Brother Hagin's meeting, and I was there a few months after I had been there, and I saw these people that were from that area, and they said, did you hear about Sister So-and-so? I said, no, what? They said, you, she's gained 20 pounds. I said, man, she just has an appetite. And she just eats and has gotten stronger. Well, see, she had cancer of the stomach. I just shouted and rejoiced because I knew that's what. That's exactly what we said. I have an appetite. When I eat, it stays down. Glory to God. Go with me to Ephesians. You still have it, maybe? Ephesians, the first chapter. And the third verse. God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. In Ephesians 1.3, it said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who what? Who's about to bless us. Somebody said, what's God doing now? He's getting ready to bless us. Huh? Y'all just pray that the Lord had blessed me. Man, if I can just hold on long enough, I'm going to be blessed one of these days. What is all that? 
It's walking by sight. Why wouldn't I believe I'm blessed now? Hmm? What would we be waiting on to believe that we're blessed? Blessed be the God. How many believe the Bible is true? Come on now, help me out. People that really believe the Bible is true. Then, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who what? Hath. Hath. What does that mean? Has. Has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. What about the person who just got saved last week and, and they're living in a rough part of town and they owe everybody everything and they and, and they got symptoms in their body. Are they blessed? Yes. Are they blessed? Yes. But, but many do not believe. wonder how many Christians don't believe they're blessed. They're trying to get blessed. Oh, please bless me, Lord. Please bless me. Bless me. Bless me, bless me, bless my body, bless my mind, bless my family. Please bless us. Please help. Well, walk in my sight. Call yourself blessed. Say it out loud. I call me blessed. God calls me blessed. I call me blessed. I'm blessed. My home is blessed. My children are blessed. My church is blessed. My business is blessed. Everything I put my hand to is blessed. I'm blessed. I have been blessed. I'm blessed. That's my name. Blessed. Keith B. Moore. B stands for blessed. Keith blessed more. What's your name? I'm telling you, when you believe it, you get excited. It comes up on the inside of you and you go, man, I'm not waiting on anything. I'm not waiting. I got it right now. I'm blessed right now. I'm blessed right now. Oh, hallelujah. If you study the epistles of Paul, you'll find, just like this first chapter of Ephesians, as you go through there, let me just, let's just notice some things. Verse 4. He hath chosen us. Verse 5, having predestinated us. Verse 6, hath made us accepted in the beloved. Verse 7, we have redemption. Are you getting a picture here? Verse 8, hath abounded toward us. Verse 9, having made known. Has purposed. Verse 11, in whom we have obtained. Are you seeing this? And he gets down to this prayer that we've prayed over ourselves so many times. Verse 17, that the, pray this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what's the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. Is he praying that, they, that God would do something for them? He's praying that they would get a revelation of what has already been done for us. We have been called. We have been blessed. Can you say amen? Amen. 
Go with me to Colossians. First chapter. It doesn't get any better than redemptive reality. Past tense accomplishment. Present tense results. Present tense fact. I have been blessed. And I am blessed. Amen. Who can curse whom God has blessed? Brother Hagin said he was in a meeting one time. And some people came sent him word that he had said something. That a certain so-called prophetess didn't like. And they were sent word about cursing him. They said, oh, but watch out, Brother Hagin. She'll curse you. I like what he said about that. He said, I double dog dare her. <laughs> to curse me. Why? Because you can't curse. Is that what the scripture said? You cannot curse whom God has blessed. In fact, Proverbs teaches that it'll boomerang. It'll return to the place where it came from. So curse away, just make it your size. Because you're going to wear it. It's going to bounce right off of me and come back and hit you. Hey, we got nothing to be afraid of. Are these Satan worshipers or, or witches or warlocks? Or, don't, you, don't you lose a wink of sleep. Don't you get nervous because the greater one, the mighty God, has blessed you, and when he blesses you, you are blessed. And whom God is blessed, nobody can curse. I'm blessed. Say it out loud. I'm blessed. I have been blessed with all blessings. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. Colossians 1, are you there? I like this, do you? Colossians 1. Notice verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which, what? Will soon make us able. He's working on us to get us there. No. Hath. H-A-T-H. Hath. Past tense accomplishment. Present tense result. Hath made us meet and fit and able to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have Redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. It's so sad. There's so many, even, even tongue talkers, supposed to be faith-believing people, go through so many maneuvers and actually fleshly works to get delivered. I mean, there are myriads of Christians struggling, trying to get delivered. 
going from here to there and everywhere, trying to find somebody that can deliver them, somebody that's got the faith, somebody that's got the gift, somebody that's got the touch, spending all night cast out sessions, screaming it. I believe in exercising authority over the devil, but you know, spending all night screaming at the devil and casting out five of this and 12 of this and, and nine of this and having conversations and trying to get delivered. Well, when are they going to believe they're delivered? I said, when are they going to believe they're delivered? They're waiting to see something. They're waiting to feel something. They're, going, they're basing their accomplished deliverance on their physical senses. If they only knew. I said, if they only knew that no matter how bound they've been, no matter how bound up they felt, if they just accept this and begin to call themselves delivered, it would begin to work. Deli- oh, I'm talking to somebody. <laughs> you don't know if you like that or not. This is your answer. For, do you like what you've been through? Do you like what you've been through for the last six months? There's some people who's been through all kinds of stuff. You have cried till you couldn't cry anymore. You've prayed. You've struggled. You've done everything to know. You've done everything but this. Hallelujah. I remember a young man came to me one time after a service. And he was, came kind of sheepishly. And, and he said, Brother Keith, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. He said, uh, Brother Keith, he said, uh, I smoke. And, and I want to quit smoking. Can you help me? I said, sure. How many of God's bigger than nicotine addiction? Not just a little bigger. Wonder if you, if you asked the Lord, Lord, could you set me free from nicotine addiction? Would he go, hmm, I'll see. That's pretty tough stuff. Are you kidding? It is absolutely nothing to him. I said, yeah, yeah. He said, well, I, Brother Keith, I've been in healing lines. I don't know how many lines I've been in. I don't know how many times people laid hands on me and prayed for me. I don't know how many cigarettes I've thrown away. I've thrown away a lot of cigarettes. And just go back and buy more. He said, can you help me? I said, absolutely, I can help you. The Lord can help you. I said, will you do what I say? He said, well, I've thrown my cigarettes away. I said, I'm not telling you to throw your cigarettes away. Took him to this verse. Would this include nicotine addiction? Or alcohol addiction? Would it include or cocaine or heroin? Would it? Prescription medication addiction? Would it include all of that? What did it say? Read it again. What did it say? Verse 13. Who what? Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Glory to God. Hath. Hath. Already done it. Already done it. Already done it. I said, will you just say this? I said, every time you go buy a pack of cigarettes and you you put them in your pocket and you walk out the store, I want you to say, I am delivered. I'm free from nicotine. He said, yeah, but I just will have bought cigarettes. I said, I know it. I said, and every time you open the pack and you pull one out, I said, and you light it up. When you light it up, I want you to say, thank you, Lord. I'm delivered from nicotine. He said, but the cigarette's lit. I said, I know it. I said, in between puffs, in between drags, 
I want you to say out loud, just hold it up and say, thank you, Lord, that I'm delivered from these. He said, yeah, but I'll be smoking. I said, don't you worry about that. If we could only get a hold, it's not our job to heal ourselves. It's not our job to deliver ourselves. The Lord has done it. He just got to get us to agree with Him and believe Him and call it that way. I said when you put it on the ground or in the ashtray and and you, you put it out, you just say, thank you, Lord. I want to thank you. I'm delivered. I'm free from nicotine. I've been delivered from smoking. I said, when you lay down at night and you pull that pack out and you lay it on your nightstand and your lighter, you just lay it down and pat it and say, Lord, I want to thank you. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. For you. you know what happened? It wasn't just, I think it was less than two weeks. He was smoking and he was saying that. And I mean, it hit him. God who quickens. Quickens. And call those things that be not. A quickening hit him. He didn't call it that, but that's what it was. And, and, and a strength rose up in him. And he said, I am free. I'm free. And that was his last one. Oh, hallelujah. He had been delivered all the time. He was struggling and trying to get people to pray and throwing away cigarettes. He was already delivered, but he didn't believe it. He was going to believe he's delivered when he no longer felt any craving for cigarettes. Well, a Joe Sinner can do that. <laughs> right? Hallelujah. Go with me to another scripture. I'm going to show you a good one here. It's over in 1 Peter. The second chapter. Hallelujah. 1 Peter. It's in the second chapter. It's a good one. Verse 24. 1 Peter 2 and 24. Who his own self is in the process of bearing. Will soon bear. No, that's done, isn't it? He bare our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, in the process of getting dead to sin... One of these days we'll be dead to sin. No. Being. We is that way. Being. Dead to sins. Should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes the Lord will heal you. By whose stripes the Lord will soon do it. By whose stripes. The Lord's in the process of healing you. And yet how many, how many Bible-toting, note-taking, tape-playing, tongue-talking, meeting-going Christians are waiting on their healing. They're waiting on it. Lord, when's it going to be? See, that's what one of the things Brother Jerry Savelle was asking. Lord, when's it going to be? I mean, why is it taking so long? When's it going to be? And the Lord said, number one, you're not praying in tongues enough. And number two, you're not calling those things that be not as though they were enough. Lord, when when the symptoms going to leave? When when you going to heal me? I mean, it's sad that there there are Christians that really love God in hospital rooms today, pining away on the bed in desperation and, and don't understand and even aggravated with the Lord. Lord, why won't you heal me? I've tried to live right. 
Please heal me. When are you going to do it? We're going through all this stuff. When are you going to do it? No, that's not the question. That question's already been answered. He's already done it. The question is, when are we going to believe it? He's already done it and already calls it that way. When are we going to call it that way? When are we going to count it that way? Is the question. Lord, when are you going to help me on my finances? I'm hurting here. Lord, Jesus, I've prayed. We've given. I'm a tither. We've given. I've sown. I'm hurting. You're going to just leave me, leave me out to dry here? You're leaving me hanging. Come on, God. It's been months we've been like this. It's been a year. It's been two. Come on, God. When are you going to do it? Is that the question? Is that the issue? No. When are we going to accept this as a forever settled truth established in heaven? Hallelujah. That by his stripes you were. Were. Oh, when you get happy about it, it'll start working for you. Were. 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 Was. Were, was, were, was, was, I am. Am. Hallelujah. 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 You don't have to wait till the symptoms change. You don't have to wait till the doctor's report change. You don't have to wait till any feelings change. Start calling your body healed. Start calling your lungs clear. Start calling your knee strong. Start calling your ear open. Start calling your eye strong. Start calling your kidneys healed. Start calling it. Calling it. And I mean call it that way in the morning, at noontime, in the afternoon, when the sun goes down, in the middle of the night. Refuse to be called anything else. Said out loud, I follow my father. I follow Abraham. I call those things that be not as though they were. I do it every day. I do it every night. I do it all the time. I refuse to be called what the world calls or the devil calls or the curse calls. Said out loud, I call my body healed. I call my body whole. I call my body strong. I call my mind clear. I call myself quick, sharp, bright, strong. I call my finances good. I'm blessed. I'm increased and increasing. More and more, me and my children, I call every bill paid, I call every need met, I'm prospering in abundance, I'm successful, I'm a blessing, I call my life victorious, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Whoo. Well, friend, 
act on this. So you were acting on it right now, but act on it out this door. I mean, if you, if you owe anything on that car, when you get it, it say, I call you, you got a new name car. You might have been a Chevy or a Ford, but now you're a paid for. You're a paid for. When you walk in your house, call it paid for. Hallelujah. Call your body here. Call it. Name it and call it. And call, I don't mean for two days. I mean call it until it's looking you in the face, telling you it's that way. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.